and welcome to Eve Reloaded. My name is Chen Yu Bakarich. And I'm Becky Louie. And today we've got a bit of a special episode for you. Usually on Eve Reloaded, we deep dive into a topic that's to do with culture and the media and women and Christians in the world. But today, Becky and I are both in lockdown and we wanted to do something a little bit different. So... We're going to keep our powder dry for a really great deep dive on an episode coming up soon. I hope you will keep looking forward to that in the future when we're back around Becky's dinner table and we can talk face to face. But because we're recording this over the video call thing, we thought we'd do something a little bit less full on. Yeah, we're going to cover a few little short topics. If you're new to Eve Reloaded, this is not our usual jam. Do go back and check out the first couple of episodes that we've done to find out what our flavors really like. But this is just a little one-off that we thought would drop in through lockdown in case anyone was interested in listening to us. (laughs) Yeah, what else have they got to do? (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. Everyone's looking for ways to, to fill in their time. Um... So Becky and I just both thought of little topics that have been gaining our attention or has crossed our paths or our feeds, and we've come up with a little short list of things we want to chat to each other about. Now, I'll be honest, some of the things are like personal therapy for me, so (laughs) that I've been saving up for (laughs) Becky. I love it. I love it. (laughs) And how did you choose your things, Becky? Um... I don't know, just where my brain is thinking about when I'm, I don't know, being stuck on social media, I guess. (laughs) And I think I'm just craving human interaction, but I'm also too exhausted to call people. So I think, you know, getting trapped on social media and um, just stalking everyone and seeing what they're talking about, thinking about and thinking how I would talk to them. Yes. Well, hopefully... Um, because these are things that we've both kind of come across in the wild, as in from our homes through our screens, that these are relevant to you too. And one thing that I wanted Becky to help me unravel, give me some good Bible on, was online shopping. That's definitely <laughs> happening a lot, and, and online shopping and Facebooking about it. Yep. Yep, absolutely. From from the situation that we're in, I'm in an LGA that has only a 5k radius limit. There's not a lot we can do or go to or have fun with. Online shopping, <laughs> isn't it just a wonderful, miraculous thing? Have you done much online shopping this lockdown? Um, A little bit, but... Like, I have to confess, I'm not a huge shopper. So it feels like, you don't buy anything. You're just, your clothes just disintegrate. I have to buy you stuff. So this isn't so much. Well, I, I bought stuff for other people. And my big thing is, I guess, food. So, like, I was looking at delivery, donut delivery, <laughs> things like that. But in wow. terms of, <laughs> no, I was putting in, like, some orders for toys for the kids because we're like, okay. We're at home. We have a very uneven backyard. So ball games, like they just, it always rolls down one side. So I was like, oh, maybe one of those totem tennis things. And so I can't remember if it's Big W or Kmart. And I was going, well, I want to get a big enough order so that I get free shipping. Mm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I bought some clothes for them. I think because we're seeing this family. So that's what they're the ones that buy clothes for us. I'm like, oh, I have to buy clothes for my children. That's, that's weird. Oh um, yeah. So true. so I have been doing online shopping, so it's but mostly it's for the kids. So it's like helping us stay sane, I guess. There's two things you said that are really interesting to me. First thing is the the free shipping threshold. And the other thing is the staying sane at home. So are those two things good enough reasons to spend money online in your view? Um so I think the <clears throat> the biggest trap I think for us as Christians now of online shopping is why are we doing it? Like, are we, I guess, medicating elbows? Like, you know, getting getting the news on Saturday that there were 319 new cases, we actually just felt really down. <laughs> okay, this is going to be a long time. Um, so I think the problem, like the trap to be aware of, are you going, I feel down, I'm turning to shopping for comfort. 
because scripture tells us to turn to Jesus. And, you know, Paul is says, I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. And, you know, he was shipwrecked and in prison and stuff. So he knows about about lockdown and he's content in that. So are we looking for shopping to help us be content? I think that's the first question. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like our decisions is Proverbs 14, 8. The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways. And so they were all things that I need. I didn't need the fairy floss, but I was like, I'm going to get toys. I'm going to get some sporting equipment. I'm going to get clothes. And the delivery threshold was reasonable. Yeah, I don't think I was looking at it in terms of, well, this will cheer me up in terms of the act of shopping. But will this be good mm. for my family was the test. And is this a good use of money? So I, I think if like if the delivery, free delivery threshold is stupidly high, that's silly. Yeah. Mm. But were your tests when you were thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish that I we had applied as much rigor as you. So one of the pitfalls for my family is that I have almost adopted this tit-for-tat dynamic with Dane so that if he's making a purchase and he spends $20 online, I feel like I then have license to spend $20 for something that I want. So I can't say it's particularly, like, spiritual or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> What are you buying? What are, like, what's he buying? What are you buying? Do I even want to disclose? <laughs> no, it's, it's nothing embarrassing. Um, we did buy a whole heap of fitness stuff. I bought a, a Kmart bike, a skipping rope, a resistance band, stuff like that. I've already got good heaps good use out of them, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, and I, I think that's just, it, it's more, I guess, partly is that just dynamic of how the two of you make financial decisions. Like, all of these are kind of real, like, it's not just because of online shopping, it's just really shopping in general, <laughs> except that maybe because if you're at the markets together, you would discuss it a bit more and online, maybe you're not discussing it. Um, I think because also Phil and I are fairly cheap. And so we have the same values of generally not spending unless we think it's a good idea. Everyone has different kind of financial thresholds. So the further apart you are, the more communication you need about it. Like there's heaps of things very, very different on, but our um, enjoyment of a bargain and our predisposition predisposition to not spend is quite similar so then we don't have to talk about it mm. i think though i do have a bible verse for you for romans twelve ten. like you're talking about outdoing one another so this is the card that this, i always write this on wedding cards romans twelve ten. outdo one another in showing honor mm. <laughs> yeah i think there's just kind of this unity aspect of is this good for and, and phil likes to when he goes, oh, you don't buy anything for yourself. He'll try and buy me stuff that I would enjoy. And, like, he, he will buy some, like, he buys torches. doesn't have to ask me because I'm like, yeah, I know you love torches and I know you're not going to spend ridiculous amounts because part of your enjoyment of torches is if it's a good price. Enjoying, like, you know, that the other person is enjoying things I think is good while being prudent um, and communicating around that way. And I'm glad you bought fitness stuff. Fitness stuff is good. <laughs> Yeah, cool. <laughs> we um we also bought a heap of baking gear. I think it was a bit of a trap we fell into of trying to reach the shipping threshold because the baking stuff was inexpensive. And so we needed to buy quite a lot of pieces of things to reach the th shipping threshold, but we just couldn't bring ourselves to pay for shipping. So <laughs> it is a trap. So just you have to be you know, be prudent avoid the traps avoid the traps okay <laughs> like you knew it was a trap and you walked in like make sure you avoid the trap yeah if there's somewhere else you can get it with where you can bundle it with things that you'll definitely use but yeah you know that you know they're out to trap you one of my things when i was preparing for this was realizing i had heaps of bible verses from proverbs 15 for our other three topics mm -hmm. okay but i need to slip one in for this one <laughs> Proverbs fifteen twenty seven says the greedy bring ruin to their households, so beware. How, how's your therapy session going? Oh, this is good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. When you're just like, obviously it's a trap. Don't fall into the trap. So good. <laughs> <laughs> it's biblical. Be prudent. <laughs> so something that I saw on your Facebook, Becky, was a post about um, the way 
we talk to each other, which is to do with getting vaccinated. So on my feed, I have both extremes. I have people who are unfriending people because of their views I from both sides, really. I have people just putting very strong opinions forward about either being pro-vaccination or having vaccine hesitancy. Um, have you noticed this as well? Yes, yes, I have noticed that. And I've noticed a lot of a lot of rage and a lot of mocking, a lot of yeah, it's it's so emotional. It is the discussion out there is very, very heated and I wonder if anyone's unfriended me. Um but yeah, there's lots of talking about unfriending and <laughs> um yeah, it's very extreme. Yeah, I the thing that surprised me I guess, was I knew that I had friends with a range of different views, but kind of the temperature of the conversation has changed so much in the last couple of weeks. It's just so strident. And yeah, I feel like it's almost like conflict. Yes, it's very, very divisive, I think, at the moment. But it's also, it's one of those things that you can't, that you have to act on. So I think you can have really strong opinions on on things that don't affect each other but the difference with vaccines is you have to make a decision based on what you think and people are making opposite decisions and thinking that the other that the other decision is very very wrong so i think that's why it's so hard and because it's it's very much a community thing yeah that the the stakes are really high Mm. And you kind of address this in your post. Yeah, I think, well, there's, there's a lot of things. One is that it's a community thing. I think the other thread that I'm picking up, um, which which I'm very concerned about to, to speak up with, with, is, so to put my cards out there, I am convinced that vaccines are safe and that that is the best strategy for our community and keeping us safe and just getting out of lockdown and all of that. And I'm saying I'm convinced by that. And but I have been seeing a lot of of the other side of the the view saying, you know, Jesus is my vaccine and Christians shouldn't get vaccinated. And that just blows my mind. I'm kind of like, you know, Christians don't believe in science. So I think that's the other part that makes me passionate. Go, No, no, I think this is a bad witness for Jesus. And that um, like it, it's a bit like I'm I'm very passionate about God made the world. God made science. And so we should not be anti-science and we should not be anti-medicine. Like these are good gifts from God. Um, sometimes it doesn't work perfectly, but uh, just to reject it, I just don't think is, um, I don't think it's Christian. I don't think it helps the gospel. So I think I was also passionate about that. Mm. Do you think that the people who hold a vaccine hesitant view are anti-science? Uh, I think one thing that is striking me, though, is there's such a range of why people hold things. So, yeah, I, I don't know um, what's in their hearts. Like, I think in terms of um, helpful things for the Christian, at least we have scripture to point us. So for those who aren't Christian, it's harder. They're just trusting their gut or they're just trusting people that they resonate with. But we have the word of God. So in terms of it is it is clear not not necessarily the vaccine but we have a the bible gives us a framework so you know 1 Timothy 2 says pray for those in authority so we should be praying for our government so just our stance to government should be radically different and Romans 13 says that everyone be subject to governing authorities and that was written when Rome was a governing authority and that was actively anti-christian so for us to say, oh, the government is targeting us because we can't, well, before we couldn't sing, that's that's very different. They're not saying you can't trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. They're saying follow these orders because we are trying to keep order and safety. And, you know, I look at our leaders and I see them. You know, I have so much respect. They're so burdened by caring about people who are actively making fun of them or disbelieving them or insulting them and yet they still care for them that's what Jesus does like he cares for those who mock him scorn him don't believe in him he still cares for them so we should pray for them we shouldn't you know go oh they're perfect and they always tell us the truth or like there's nothing that they can do wrong but it says pray for them submit to them 
they haven't made vaccine mandatory. So at this at the same time, I'm not saying if you're a Christian, if if you don't get vaccinated, you're not a Christian. So I think that's a hard line. But why I'm convinced as a Christian under that framework is Romans 13, 10, love does no harm to a neighbour. Like getting vaccinated for me is about loving my neighbour, especially those who can't get vaccinated and including those who won't get vaccinated. Um, because if it goes around and, you know, I, yeah, you see that sentiment of, oh, I hope all those anti-vaxxers die and or they get sick and their family get sick. And that's not a Christian attitude to have. So we can be really different in this area going, whatever decisions that they make that I think are foolish, that's not, it's not like they think they should get what they deserve. But the Christian message is we don't get what we deserve. We get better. Jesus died for our sins. We don't get the punishment for our sins. We don't get the punishment for the bad decisions that we make in eternity. And that's what grace is. So I think that that is about counting, you know, Philippines to counting others' interests above my own. Did I hear you correctly that you said that if you choose not to get vaccinated, it doesn't mean that you're not a Christian? Um, well, choosing not to get vaccinated is not saying Jesus is not Lord, unless you're actually saying that. Like the definition of being a Christian is that Jesus is Lord. And I think I would encourage all Christians to think about how they can love those around them. But other people might be unsure if it's effective or they might disagree if it's that that is not loving their neighbour, like they think, you know, vaccines. Are, I, I think it's really hard um, <laughs> to know what's going in, on in their minds. I think the best thing we can do is listen to people. I mean, I had this beautiful post by a Christian sister who is also one of our listeners and and she was doing a deep dive on why people might be vaccine hesitant. And she went through kind of like, here are some of the common issues that people have and we're just dismissing them and saying, just trust the science or just trust the medicine. So one thing that was helpful when she was explaining the difference between medication and vaccines, when you go, oh, what are the long-term effects? And she's like, medications, you know, they're both synthetic, but one is like plastic. The other one is like paper. It's biodegradable. Vaccines go in there and they work because of the antibodies that your body produces. But the vaccine itself passes out really quickly. So vaccine trials are quick. And if there's going to be a reaction to it, it will be in a short period of time. The long term cover is your own antibodies. I was like, oh, actually, that's a really helpful way of addressing somebody's questions that they might have. They're like, I'm not being anti-science, but people are just saying, trust the science, but they're not giving me the science. So, but that is a lot of work to do. And so she wrote this beautiful long post and um, just needing to be patient with each other. And I think not assuming the worst, like it's, it's horrible. Like people just go, oh, you're just so selfish um, or you're so stupid. Like we're not going to mock people into what we mock people into agreement with us. That's um not oh wait you know a, a gentle answer turns away wrath proverbs 15 like proverbs 15 is a lot about just speaking gently into this area there are people in my circle who i love who are not heaps keen on vaccines and i know that there are people in your life that you love who are not that keen on vaccines um where do we go from here yeah i think it's individual so there there are some people um, that was slightly vaccine hesitant. They, I was able to talk about what their specific issues were and share that with them. I have other people with, especially overseas in America, extreme religious views that are really hard, really hard to dislodge. That person is older than me and I, I, I pray for them. Like, so I think it's speaking where you can, you know, um, Proverbs 15, 7 says the lips of the wise spread knowledge, but it also says that 15, 12 mockers will resent correction or people won't accept. So I, I think we do what we can um, and we do it gently. Um, and also uh, it's it's not a turn, as in like the most important thing is actually Jesus. So if we don't want to make this 
such a huge topic, especially if they're Christian, that they feel they need to divide from us, that they're not welcome, that, you know, like to be able to respect people and say what matters is eternity and we won't break fellowship over this. You know, in Proverbs, uh, Romans 14, one says, um, except the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. So I think we still need to go. This is this is life and death. Like, And part of that is we're very concerned because it could be life and death for them, but there is still also eternal life and death. So I think we need to keep that um, keep that in perspective. Like this is like I'm convinced this is life and death, but eternal life and eternal death is still bigger than life and death. Um, so we're talking about serious and very, very, very serious. So, but I, it's hard. I haven't solved it. I haven't convinced all of the people in my life that I love, and I don't think I will be able to. Um, so that's why I'm like, well, I'll get vaccinated. Um, that's and and convince as many other convincible people because the more of us that get vaccinated, um, then the more the ones who won't get vaccinated, the more they will be protected, whether they think they need that protection or not. They will be more protected. It's mm, a good way to think about it. And also that perspective of there's life and death and then there is eternal life and death. Yeah. And we just can't make this the gospel. Like it's it's not the gospel. It's a good application of living it. So I think if people are have bad reasons um, and, and they're not thinking about their neighbours, then you can rebuke them over that. But they might have reasons for why they just really don't trust the science Um or, or some other reasons that aren't, aren't necessary, ungodly. It's just, you know, and we have have to have to have a degree of humility of like we we can't be certain on everything. Like we can be pretty sure, like you know, we can be pretty sure. But the certainty of Jesus is bigger. So um, just yeah, modelling humility and yeah, not mocking or scoffing or yeah, just belittling people. There's so much mm. of that talk. Um, and you know, a lot of it is from my non-Christians, but a few of them are coming from Christians like, haha, Darwin Awards, like people are mm. just going to die. And like, no, don't even laugh at that. That's, that's not a joke. That's not a Christian joke to make. Um, we are people of compassion and we are people who speak gently and care deeply and, uh, dig hard to, to be lights in this world. Mm. I've seen a lot of Christians post really gently about it, and I have seen Christians speak up. So um, they're they're also inspiring me to to kind of you know let's do my part. And that's part of the like a lot. Not a lot of people watch the press conferences, but communication on this issue has been such an issue because we don't have that centralized communication. We don't have like the way that we these days communicate and make choices is very social media influences and very social media so then that's why they're like saying you need to convince your friends and family and get them to convince friends and family because they're not going to listen to the health authorities they're too suspicious of them but if you start seeing a lot of your friends and families um do it uh then that that's I'm, I'm hearing that like I'm hearing they're, they're saying we can't say it anymore because people won't listen to the health authorities but they might listen to friends uh, so so that's why I'm like okay all right Gladys <laughs> I'll, I'll try and help you out I'll try and say something <laughs> here's something that I'm hoping you are going to be able to encourage me on Becky um, how's homeschooling, or oh, sorry, we're supposed to call it learning from home. How's that going for you? Um, yeah, I think we're getting into a routine. Uh, and, you know, because it's the second year for me because my eldest is in year one. So you weren't doing this last year. So I think there was a lot of lessons I learned from um, the first year. So I'm actually starting to – I don't mind it. I'm, I'm actually okay with it. How are you finding it? First year, kindy? <laughs> <laughs> Yay, so last time we were in lockdown, you're right, I didn't have a school-aged child. I guess there's going to be a, quite a few people listening to this podcast who do have school-aged children, and there's going to be like a contingent who don't, and it's just such a specific experience trying to school at home. I think that's the funny thing about this pandemic is just people's experiences are so so diverse like so different yet at the same time you have really really similar 
challenges all at the same time. So you're all going through the same particular challenges, but also other people are like, you're like, oh, it's so noisy in my house just all the time, people everywhere. And other people are going, I'm so alone. Mm. Yes, singles bubble. Like, it's, it's, they're like, it's so quiet. I just haven't seen another human being for so long. And we're like, I ah, get them out of my face. So, yeah, it's just like it boggles my mind when I'm hearing other people's experiences of what, you know, just the pandemic is different for everyone. I feel like the learning from home kind of situation is just universal failure. I really haven't come across anyone who goes, yeah, I'm nailing this. I'm good at learning, running learning from home. Because people who are doing learning from home were the people who said, I can't do homeschool. So, yeah, I do have homeschooling friends and they were the ones who said, I can handle homeschool. And I went, that's great. I would teach my kids about Jesus, but I need someone else to teach them how to read and write and do math. And um, now I'm doing it. So I think that's why it's hard for the, the home teaching or home supervising and also yeah, like all the different, all the schools, different approaches are different. So even though other people are going, I'm doing homeschool, but the work that they're getting, I was like, whoa, that's so different. And then mm. primary is so different from secondary. So one of my friends, she's going, she's got 11 different teachers and she's on Zoom all day. I'm like, oh, okay, because that's secondary school. And so uh, it's very different. Yeah, definitely from school to school, like um, friends of ours who have also got a kindy kid, but just at a different school, the expectations on that kid are completely different to the ones that are on mine. With the home learning setup, there just aren't enough hours in the day to, and there's just not enough bandwidth in terms of like actual gigabytes on the internet. And for, you know, for me to be doing my regular job and also to be looking after my toddler who can no longer go to care or no longer go to grandparents' house. And then also to be supervising the um, the kindy kid. I mean, people talk about motherhood or whatever being a juggling act. Like, this is the juggling to the extremist level. Yeah, yeah. Like, you were juggling before, but now you're, like, walking on a tight rope on mm. one foot. Or maybe on a unicycle over a tight rope. <laughs> yeah, and, like, spinning all the points. <laughs> and, like, and there's a pool below, and you might fall and crash into that pool and then start over the next day. Mm. Um, and I, I think scripture you know, can always help us. And I think it's stepping back and having that um, that big picture. Like Deuteronomy 6 says, well, you know, what's the most important thing about life? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your strength. And these commands are going to be on your hearts. And verse 7, impress them on your children. Teach about them when you sit at home. Like we need to have that that bigger picture is we're teaching our children to be disciples of Jesus. And, you know, Proverbs 22, start children off on the way they should go, even when they they will not turn from it. So, like why do we want them to read and write is so that they can love their neighbours and be contributing members of our society. But we're we're teaching little disciples. We're not we're not coding programs that need enough English input and math input and having all of this input. So there's this kind of rounded kind of personality thing that we're aiming for. And from our homeschool friends, they say, you know, actually literacy and numeracy, all that kind of schoolwork at the at the primary school level is actually only one to two hours a day. And then the older level is like three or four hours and that what they actually need to cover in terms of reading and writing and numeracy is actually only one to two hours. And so, but yeah, so one to two hours of numeracy and the rest is just character building. Like, you know, they're, they're learning to share at school. They're learning to share at home. And, and it's hard. So you kind of have to look at the homeschool program and go, well, I mean, the home learning program and go, is this helping them learn a little bit of English and math one to two hours for, for my age group it could be more. It's not about, because I'm an Asian tiger mom, like, oh, 99.95 ATAR. It's not about that. Malachi 2.15 says, what does God seek for your children? Godly offspring. And Proverbs 10.1 says, a wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. We're bringing up wise children who know the Lord, who are being kind, who are um, spending quality time with their siblings, learning to share. Um, And there are things that, you can do at home that you can't do at school. Like there, there are different kind of things that they'll learn. So cooking together and measuring and spending time to teach them chores. All right. Let's how do we fold? What are the colors? And which at the same time, I'm saying 
expect less and then I've just listed a whole bunch of stuff that's more so. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how I feel about home learning like some days I'm like yes I'll teach them all these things and I'm like oh that's too much <laughs> yeah <laughs> like let's just get through the work and then just play mm. <laughs> here's some educational tv mm. I'm really glad you said that because I think we have that experience too that we have those kind of good days where we feel like we've done some quality learning with um, Miss Kindy and then other days where we really flatline. Is it just, do you think that's just the nature of the lockdown, the nature of home learning or is there some way to stabilise the uh, peaks of productivity and then the troughs of just giving up? Yeah, and I think because we're, we're in situations where we're doing new things that we haven't done before. Um, so much of there's circumstances where like, I don't know how to do that. Now I have to learn something. Mm. So there's things we can't control, but there are things that we can control, which is one of the biggest things, opportunities is as parent, you be the child that you want them to be. If you want them to be patient, you have to be patient. You want them to be neat. You have to be neat. Like, ah, you know, we like, I'm going to teach my child to do this. We have to be that first. Now they're spending more time than ever with us mm. that it's, it's kind of like I need to work on myself. I need to work on, you know, and they say, you know, they need that resilience, that growth mindset, the things are hard, I'm going to keep trying and persevering. And so when things are not going well, it's like, rah, going, things are hard. Mm. Now let's work it out. Now we need to have patience. So all of those are really big learning character moments that I think we actually have the greater opportunity to teach character, even as we're juggling on the unicycle, on the tightrope over the water, mm. um, to do it graciously and go, God gives us strength and modeling. Actually, it's, it's good as circumstances are going up and down for us to go, I'm content, not based on my circumstances, but on Jesus who will give me the strength. And so having good days and having bad days, but always rejoicing in Jesus mm. is kind of, it, it, that's actually light and shade that will show them Jesus more clearly, mm. clearly in that. You know, there's about 30 minutes that I can help him in the day. Other stuff, yes, he's on his own, but you've got 30 minutes, I can help you, and I concentrate on the areas where he's weak. And actually, I can give him more input and say, well, you need to try. And so he's actually grown more in that area. So I'm like, okay, just half an hour a day on your tough areas. It's been there's been good opportunities. And I think because our relationship has changed a bit because I'm teaching him more than he's just ask, asking me more questions. So embracing those opportunities, well, my he asks a lot of questions. So also I'm working on the same, now's not a time to ask questions. Mm, yep. <laughs> but keeping that channel open most of the time has been actually, you know, what's good for school is teaching him how to learn and how to love learning, um, even if he's not getting all of the curriculum that he's supposed to get. And it's work to go look at your child and go, what do they need? What can I give them? What is the school asking? And balancing all of that. And sometimes you hit it, sometimes you don't. Um, but you still have Jesus. <laughs> I say that lightly, but seriously, like it's just like, oh, I've learned to pray so much more in this lockdown. Like the homeschool has taught me how to pray more. <laughs> what would you say to the person who's trying to do home learning and just seems to be failing at every turn? I think just consider your priorities that they're loved. You try and provide for them, try and point them to Jesus and you do what you can. Like you, you teach them that sometimes you can't do everything, but we have Jesus. We do what we can. We're content in our circumstances. Sometimes we're limited yeah, it's it's great to go for the sake of my children. Actually, for the sake of the glory of God, I need to work on my relationship with him and I need to pray for wisdom. Yeah, if there's things you can't do, there's things you can't do and we trust in the sovereignty of God and his goodness um, to do what we can. But it's definitely an area of humility for us to learn and share with one another and reaching out and saying, what advice for this? because we're all learning here mm. plans fail for lack of counsel but with many advisors they succeed succeed proverbs fifteen twenty two. what about if you're feeling really guilty about all the things you're not achieving god is sovereign like he is infinite and we're finite 
and we're limited and that's a good thing. So, you know, when people are pushing us to be infinite or unlimited, that's trying to be God uh, and we're limited. And that's a, that's a, a good thing that he gives us actually that we can't do everything. So we won't do everything and we need sleep. So it's being faithful with the little that he's given us, the little energy, the little opportunities, the little 5Ks that we can go at the moment. Yeah, I only have half an hour to give to my son to home homeschool. Uh, others, if you have four hours, five hours, you know, you could do a lot more. If you Maybe you only have 10 minutes, maybe you only have 20 minutes. You be faithful in a little that you have and you show them what it means to be faithful. Um, so it's not just what you teach, it's really who you are um, and working on who you are, which is also not perfect. It's relying and depending on God, but being transformed by his grace, um, by his spirit, to be more patient and loving and joyful and peaceful, but to say, I'm not there yet, but this is what I'm aiming for. And by his spirit, I will grow in this and you grow too. Let's all grow together. So just an example of priorities. So my eldest two, Mr. Six and a half and two and a half, they, they're loving each other. They're just playing so well. But Mr. One and a half often gets left out. And so one of the things that I worked on in homeschool today in the afternoon, because we worked through our stuff, is how to be kind to him. Mm. Um, so they call him, like sometimes they play a game like, ah, Bobby monster and they run away because they call him Bobby mm. and sometimes that's upsetting to him so I said no you have to teach Mr six and a half year old two and a half follows you be kind and he's like how do I be kind like you need when he comes up say welcome Bobby it's nice to see you here is a toy so I actually gave him phrases to do and he started doing that and the second year old copied him so we actually got through all of our work today amazing I was like but actually that was a bigger thing that I'm excited about today that he changed his attitude. Like we worked on changing his attitude to his little brother. Mm, that's so beautiful. That's a really lovely story. That was very helpful to me personally. Like be faithful with the little that you've got. Yes, that is a completely different way to look at it instead of try and do all the things. No. <laughs> no. We have only a little at the moment. You know what struck me as funny is that when we started Eve Reloaded about a year ago, um, it was off the back of a lockdown in Sydney. And these thoughts I was having about, you know, the experience of women in lockdown, there was articles in the media about the division of labour in households. You know, that turned into such a big topic that I still have people talking to me about the stuff that we raised in that episode even recently. And here we are again, back in lockdown. This is bringing it all back. <laughs> Our first episode, but we're actually recording from lockdown because that was after we came out of it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. So how are you feeling this lockdown? Um, I've been up and down. I think I'm actually at a good place now. Like I said, I've had up days and down days. I found something really helpful from Lamentations 322, which is also a Colin song. So I have that in my head. But um, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercy never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Like his mercies are new every morning. Mm-hmm. So actually every time I have a difficult day, I'm like, well, tomorrow's another day. I mean, his mercies are still also new every hour. But I, I think there's something about, okay, we'll just start again tomorrow. <laughs> that I just, it practically has been helpful in learning how to cling to him every day and yeah I think at the beginning of this um when we first went into lockdown it was like it's gonna be two weeks Mm, and in the past we'd had like those partial shutdowns and we're like yeah come on New South Wales we can do this like I think we all thought it was gonna be two weeks I think there was something more about when we got to the four weeks and they said another four weeks that it was like okay, this is not two weeks. Yeah, definitely. Like the, it was so deflating. In the first couple of weeks, there was that kind of thing of, okay, we'll just get through this and then our life can start again. But now it's like, oh, this is my life. My life is lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it actually reminds me of in high school, we went on 
we didn't go on many excursions. I'm like one or two a year. But we went to this dairy farm and we're really excited because it was an excursion. Like, but when we got, we walked out the door of that bus, all those cows, the smell just hit us like a wall. And my first reaction was to go, <gasps> I just don't want to breathe. Like, this is just too bad. I don't want to breathe. But that was, I've walked off the bus. We're going to be here for a few hours. Not breathing is not the answer. Mm. I need to breathe. But I do remember by the end of it, like, it was near lunchtime and we're just sitting on a paddock, you know, eating our lunch, used to the smell. And so I feel like that was just locked out. Like, that first it was like, got to hold my breath. Okay, now this is my new normal for the next few hours and I can't mm. hold my breath through the whole time. I feel that's where we are in terms of this lockdown. We are at the smelly farm, going to have to live with breathing in the smelly cows. So how do we combat the feeling of holding our breath for a little while or feeling as though our life is on hold? It's kind of hard to remember as I wake up every day in the same house, (laughs) um, pretty much have a day that looks the same every day. Like this is my actual life. Yeah, because this is our real life. So remembering who is on the throne. There's so much in scripture that like we, we talked about being content in our circumstances. That is something that Paul wrote from prison. So every day he woke up in the same place and did not really have the joys of online shopping. <laughs> <laughs> we've been given a time of less, like in terms of we'll be faithful with what we have. So there's less things that we can do, but that doesn't mean there's actually things that maybe God wants us to be working on other things. At the moment, I I think a lot of people have mentioned that in lockdown, especially it's revealed stresses in their relationships with people in their household, marriage, parents, kids, housemates. Maybe it's get your house in order. Like now is the time to work on those things because it's revealing what was already there. And and Phil's been saying, like he's talking to a lot of people and they're like, my Bible reading is worse. My prayer is reading. Why would being not in lockdown why would that help like these are spiritual things that we can work on in lockdown that in terms of how would it help it would see other christians face to face um (laughs) that is a you know treasuring our brothers and sisters in christ but we can still do that in um, not the best way in like zoom bible study is more tiring than face-to-face bible Mm -hmm. study it is more tiring but seeing each other's face and touching base is actually still really important and really good now is the time for us to take responsibility for our spiritual life, what that looks like. Mm. Like remembering that God is in control and he's using this pandemic for our good. Romans 8.28, he, all things work for the good of those who love him. And that's not getting donut delivery. That's verse 29, being more like Jesus. Because <laughs> sometimes you go, I'm just in the same place. I'm not making progress. It's that I'm not moving forward. Mm. It's like your life is on pause. Yeah. But maybe our sampling of brunch things is on pause. I wanted to travel these places. Now I can't do that. I wanted to go explore. Actually, maybe there's a lot of distractions that we don't have that we can work on the things at home. But at the same time, we're also prevented from, I had met random people, random mums in the park. Like, come to our Bible study. And so advanced in some cases, like sharing the gospel is on pause and working on deepening those relationships. Like there are distractions that are on pause, but there's also been a lot of good things on pause. Like I was going, oh, you know, we're just getting into, um, I'm no longer super, super sleep deprived. I wanted to do Sunday lunches like every week. And so, you know, I am no longer able to work on the, those areas. So there's good things on pause that I think we also need to take off pause and be creative in how we do it. What would you say to people who are finding the restrictions really grating? There are certain people who they are longing to, longing to see face-to-face or there are places outside their five-kilometre zone that, you know, would bring them so much joy to go to. They have a desire to be somewhere else. Um, yeah, I, I think it's hard. I think we can, we can lament that we're facing difficult times, um, but I, I still think Romans 13, submitting to government is submitting to authorities as Christians is actually in this time is such a countercultural thing. And it's really part of loving our neighbor. Um, that joy in when you're doing something hard, you know, Jesus says, 
And I might even be, that's not even persecution. It's like, bless those who persecute you. You know, when you're, when someone reviles you and you bless, then yours is the kingdom of heaven because you're being like a Christian, except this, this is just wearing a mask. It's not even facing hostility. It's facing inconvenience, um, which is still a thing, but it's still something where you're like, well, I'm facing inconvenience and I'm, I'm doing this. I'm choosing to follow for the sake of Jesus that this just changes things like your perspective. Um, Changes things. Showing to the kids that you're going to keep the rules. Like, mm. this is the rules and this is why. Like, even modeling to them, submitting to authority, because you're preparing them to submit to the greatest authority, God. Would you say that there is folly in setting your heart on the day that lockdown ends? Well, I think 1 Timothy 4, 4 says, For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is to be received with thanksgiving. So there are really good things that are God's gifts, so they're not rights necessarily, like, you know, a language of rights and entitlement. Like that language is actually just breeds discontentment. But there is lots of good blessings from God that we used to have that we don't have right now. So I think we can rejoice when we receive them. Could you frame lockdown as a, a gift to be received with Thanksgiving? Yes. Yes. In, a, in, the, in the way that so many Christians go through suffering and hard things and say, I wouldn't have desired it, but God has brought me through it and God has brought good things in it. And, you know, Romans 8, 18 says, I consider that our present sufferings, well, some people are really suffering really hard, but for me it's more present inconveniences are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. So even those who are going through really hard things, as Christians we have the hope of heaven. Like, you know, even if this lockdown went for a year, what's that in 10,000 years of praising the Lord Jesus and we won't even be tired of that? Like eternity will be so good. So we missed going to um, our favourite fur place for months. And like, it actually helps that having that eternal perspective and thanking God that we have had these joys in the past and that there's a good chance that we'll enjoy them again in the future. We don't know what that will look like. Seeing God on his throne and going, well, what does he want to teach me? Like, he's here with me. He knows when I'm finding it hard. He knows my struggles. And he's teaching me. He's with me. And he's walking with me. And he has a good plan for this time, especially if it kicks my butt into, like, not giving up and, like, I'm going to pursue spiritual discipline. I'm going to pursue growth in this time. I'm going to pursue working on my Bible reading, if that is the fruit of this lockdown, then you will be thankful to God for it. I'm not thankful for other people's struggling, but I can see how God has used this for my good. Yeah, I think scripture just, we're allowed to lament. Like it's not unbiblical to lament and to cry out to God and say, how long, O oh Lord? Mm, exactly. <laughs> say, Bring your sadness and your tiredness to him. Don't grumble at him bring it to him and he will answer you like he hears our prayers how are you feeling now Chenyu? was this therapeutic <laughs> yes it definitely was therapeutic the perspective that you helped me to bring because the reason that i do this podcast with you becky is because it's like helping me work through my issues so the things that i've been feeling about lockdown i know that you're going to bring like point me back to jesus point me back to the bible and that's what i love about you i think it was a week ago I was listening to church and we were looking at John and there's this part about Jesus offering freedom from slavery and the Jewish leaders were saying, we're not slaves to anyone. Jesus responds with, well, actually, you're slaves to sin. And Phil, who was preaching, talked about how us being in lockdown, like that comparison to slavery and being restricted, we might feel like we're slaves to the rules that we get um, imposed on us but the real slavery is to our sin yeah I think it's good to remember that lockdown on earth is temporary and there is a scarier I guess um, more final lockdown once we pass on which is you know eternal judgment so praise God that Jesus came he brings freedom and I think that the thing is, it's freedom in eternity, but that freedom starts now. Like when Jesus said, this is eternal life that you know the Father. Like we are more free now and we can start kicking off the sin that hinders us while we are in lockdown. 
yeah, we can start living that free life now in Jesus, even in a household. Proverbs fifteen seventeen: better a small serving of vegetables with love than a fattened calf with hatred. What a great verse. You're, you could be a slave to sin in your households when you're in your slave to shouting and impatience and all of those things. But if you are free to just enjoy each other's company, like if you are in a household where you outdo one another in showing honor, we can be free from the sin that is enslaving us. Thanks so much for listening to this special uh, lockdown edition of Eve Reloaded podcast. We do hope eventually to be able to create another in-depth topic for us sometime in the future, but we're not too sure what's going to happen. So yeah, please be patient with us and it may come, it may not. We might do another one of these things if we if I have more things that I want Becky to help me process until we do that or until we chat to you again, it would be great if you could find us in our Facebook group, which is called Eve Reloaded Podcast. If you have feedback or topic suggestions or anything you'd like to tell us, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. Again, if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, we'd love you to go back and listen to the other full episodes that we've done. And if you like them, be great if you could tell a friend and share it with your network. That would be awesome. I think for this episode, what would be really great is if we could share with each other thoughts, maybe in the Facebook group, about how are you winning at um, home learning? Do you have any great tips, tricks, what's worked for you, what hasn't? If you have any advice for the rest of us, I think it'd be really good to hear from each other on stuff like that, or even how to talk to your friends who are not keen on vaccines, how to have good, helpful conversations that keep us in fellowship with each other. Any other ideas, Becky? What are the online shopping traps to avoid? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Chores, what are good chores that are easy to teach and make a big impact? Thank you so much. You've been listening to Eve Reloaded Podcast. We hope to be able to speak to you again soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.